0: Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. I'm going to share a couple of words with you this morning. It's not going to be long, but something I felt like God put on my heart. And I titled this today, Waiting for the Promise. Uh, Waiting for the Promise. You know, I know that... There's a lot of churches meeting right now, and a lot of things going on. So, we're probably one of the latter churches that are uh, still holding off. But I didn't do it because um, I didn't do it because I felt like I'm not worried about the virus. I'm not concerned about the virus. Uh, I did it because I felt something stronger. I just didn't feel like God was saying go back yet. And so that's a little different when everybody else in the world is say, let's go back to doing stuff. We need to work. Man, we need the economy open. We need everything open. I mean, the president said we're essential. The governor said open up. Why can't we do what we want to do, you know? And uh, I don't know why businesses are doing what they're doing. I can't speak for them. I can't speak for other churches or anybody else. I can only speak for me. And so I'm going to share with you a little bit about what God's put on my heart about waiting for the promise. You know, there's a lesson in waiting. We don't like it, but there is a lesson in waiting. At Christmas time, my kids... I don't know how yours work. Maybe you ban them from the Christmas tree. But at Christmas time at our house, what happens is as soon as you put down a few presents, they pick them up and they start shaking them. Or they start like trying to guess the weight. Like, what is it? I don't know. I can't tell. Oh, man, it's clothes. Or, you know, oh, it could be something else. You know, they, they start shaking stuff. And many are trying to tell them, hey, look, be careful. You're going to break that one. You know, like, oh, what is it? Oh, they start thinking, well, it could be in your. So I mess with them sometimes. I'll say things that's not even clu- you know, close to what it is. Oh, I wouldn't shake that one too much. You don't ever know what it might be. You know, is it a puppy? I'm like, no. I mean, we ain't gonna wrap a puppy up for three weeks? No, it ain't a puppy. But you know, you never know. Anyway, so kids do that, and uh, you know, when you're waiting for Christmas to get here, it's like, man, the anticipation is huge. But you know as well as I do what happens on Christmas Day. As soon as Christmas Day gets here, it's over. Like, I mean, as soon as you unwrap the presents, in about an hour, they're sitting there looking at all the stuff going like, now what? Now what? I mean, they got like 20 different outfits and five different toys and whatever else, and now what? Because it's happened. So one of the things that we all want to do is get what we want right now. I mean, there's commercials on TV that say, man, I want what I want, I want it right now we all want what we want and we want it now but part of the issue is with that is that god does not always move on our timetable the lord doesn't always move when we say we want him to move and so one of the things i want you to hear is in first samuel i'm going to read a couple of scriptures to you today about samuel so in first samuel chapter 13 this is the story about samuel and 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 saul and so saul was anointed to be king of israel and you uh, if you know anything about Saul, if you ever study the leadership of Saul, Saul was a very interesting guy. And so Saul was appointed by God. And you, if you read the story in the back story about Saul, what happened is he was he was picked not because God wanted him to be picked. He was picked because the people wanted Saul. They wanted a king, rather. They didn't actually pick Saul. God picked Saul. But the people cried out and said, we want a king. We want to be like all these other people. And it, and it, and it frustrated God. It actually broke his heart based on one of the scriptures and what you're reading. It It caused him to be, heartbroken because he wanted to be their king and he wanted to be their god but they didn't want him to be their king they wanted a human king so the scriptures say this that now that that saul is he's a he's the king of israel if you will he's been given different things to do and this is one of the times where he was waiting on samuel they had been uh had some different things that come up against him some enemies and different things like this and so he had to wait for seven days for Samuel to show up and Samuel said listen Saul I want you to meet me here and in seven days I'll be there and you need to understand the difference between Saul and Samuel Samuel was a prophet of God Saul was the king of God two different anointings two different giftings now I'm saying that today and I'm gonna go through this kind of quickly so just hang tight but Saul has an anointing to be a king he does not have an anointing to be a prophet there's a prophetic anointing on Samuel that he does not have an anointing to be king and you got to be careful so listen to me very carefully right now I thank God for the president and what he said. I thank God he said we're essential. But his anointing doesn't fall on this one. You understand what I'm saying? And I know the Trump-trained people are going to get mad at me for saying this. But listen, I'm not against him. I'm just telling you. I thank God for what he said, but he's not a prophet. He's a king. Wait a moment. Let that sink in for a minute. He's a king. He's not a prophet. In the same way, Samuel is a prophet. He's not a king. He doesn't have the authority to make war. He's he's a prophet. He's supposed to give sacrifices and offerings. And just because a government says you ought to do something or you should do something doesn't mean that spiritual leadership says, okay, we must listen to the Lord and follow the Lord, and then that's how we go forward. Now, a prophet can influence a king, but a king doesn't come in and tell spiritual leadership what they're supposed to do. And I'm not picking on the president. I thank God for our governor and what he said too. But I'm listening to you. I'm not getting my voice from a king. I'm getting my voice from a God. My God is the one I'm listening to. I'm not listening to political authorities right now. be honest with you, I can't even tell what's true right now anymore. There's so much stuff being said right now, I don't know what's true. Listening to the word of the Lord. And why is that important? Because of this story right here. Listen to what he says. He says, so according to the appointed time set by Samuel... Saul was supposed to wait for seven days, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal. Now, man, listen, you have to understand, he's a king. Samuel's a prophet. Samuel's supposed to slaughter the animals and and make offerings before the Lord. The king just has to sit and wait. He's like, all right, seven days. And he's telling everybody around them, seven days from now, we're going to get this party started. Samuel's going to be here. But Samuel didn't show up. It goes further. It says, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal. And watch this next statement and the people were scattering from him so in other words the people are getting antsy because samuel's not there and they begin to say "Uh, look at these people they're lining up there's enemies there's all kind of things going on uh we're going back home man (laughs) i don't know where samuel is and you know you a new king and all that kind of thing but we're kind of they started scattering so saul said bring to me the burnt offerings and the peace offerings not his anointing and he offered the burnt offering and as soon as he finished offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him and to greet him. But Samuel said, what have you done? And Saul said, watch this, because I saw that the people were scattering from me and you didn't get here by the appointed days. And the Philistines were assembling at Michmash. Therefore, I said, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal, and I have not asked for the favor of the Lord. So I, watch this, I forced myself and offered the burnt offering and samuel said to saul you have acted foolishly you have not kept the commandment of the lord your god which he commanded you for now the lord would have established your kingdom over israel forever but now your kingdom shall not endure and the lord has sought out for himself watch this a man after his own heart if you've read the bible uh and read in some of these stories (laughs) it's talking about david which i think is hilarious himself a man after his own heart and the Lord has appointed him as ruler over his people because you've not kept what the Lord commanded you. David is considered a man after his own heart. Then David was a liar, a murderer, adulterous joker, man, you know. But yet he was a guy after God's heart. Watch the difference? Because he listened and obeyed God. He followed the word of the Lord. Saul followed the word of the people. And because of the pressure of people, he leaned in and did what they wanted because he was afraid of of people. Listen to me. I'm telling you this today because everybody has a persuasion today. Everybody has a persuasion. Oh, you have to wear a mask when you go out in public. Oh, you shouldn't wear a mask when you go out in public. Oh, I've got a persuasion about this medicine or that medicine. Oh, it's a hoax. It's a deep state theory. Oh, no, it's real. It's going to kill us all. Everybody has a persuasion. But let me just ask all of us right now to think about something. Who are we listening to right now? Is it the word of the Lord or the word of a man? Because I've got to be honest with you right now. I am fed up with hearing the word of men. I've got all I can hear 24-7 on Fox, CNN, ABC, whatever YouTube you get it from. Everybody's got an opinion. But I'm just asking the question, God, what are you saying right now? Because the, the people everywhere, there's noise everywhere. But God, what are you saying right now? Samuel had another instance with Saul. This was later on when they were fighting against the Amalekites, And I'll just read over this briefly. I'm not going to read the whole story. But in 1 Samuel 15 and, and verse 10, it says, The word of the Lord came from Samuel, saying, I regret that I have made Saul king, for he's turned his back from following me and has not carried out my commands. And Samuel was distressed, and he cried out to the Lord all night. Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, and it was told to Samuel, saying, Saul came up to Carmel. And behold, he set up a monument for himself, and he turned and proceeded on down to Gilgal. So Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you, the Lord. I have carried out the command of the Lord. What was the command? The command was they were supposed to go in and destroy the Amalekites. Everything. Wipe everything out. They didn't do that. Now listen to what Saul says next. Saul said... I've carried out the command of the Lord, but Samuel said, Well, what then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Saul said, Well, they have brought them from the Amalekites. Next three words, very interesting. What does he say? For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, but the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, Wait, and let me tell you what the Lord has said to me last night. Here's the, the, the problem. They were supposed to destroy all the Amalekites, and they didn't. Same, I mean, Saul, again, he leaned into the voice of the people instead of the voice of the Lord, and he failed again. And the Scriptures say this, Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord, but you rushed upon the spoil and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord? Then Saul said to Samuel, I did obey the voice of the Lord. You ever done that? You know, you're like, God told you to do one thing, but you added a few steps to it, right? Come on, you don't have to, don't have to like heart like anything right now. I know it's true. We've all done this. But I did obey the voice of the Lord. And I went on to the mission on which the Lord sent me. And I have brought back Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Watch this, but again. But the people took some of the spoil, the sheep and the oxen the choices of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal. Listen, Saul should have said no. God said no. But Saul was a very weak and insecure person, so he yielded to what the people wanted, and he did what they said instead of what the Lord said. And God said, has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed the, the voice of the Lord than the fat of rams, meaning the offerings, for rebellion is as the sin of divination or witchcraft. Watch this. Now, here's, it, this is crazy. <clears throat> and insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. Now, listen, I'm not trying to pick on your org chart at work. I'm not trying to mess with you on your job. But this is an interesting statement when he says insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. We like to think of those people who have pagans on their coffee tables and they have all these idols that they worship as somehow that's bad stuff. I'm just telling you, when we're insubordinate to God, it is as iniquity and idolatry because we submit to the voice of the people. Let me just say it a different way the voice of this world. And we buy into what they're selling instead of what our creator is selling. This is what people did. Think about this, man, and Peter, he talked about this. This is what happened. He said, oh, man, these people started mocking everybody. He said, where is the promise of his coming? Where is the promise of his coming? And Peter had to correct them because they were all asking these questions. Oh, you guys have been saying Jesus is coming back for centuries, for time and time and time again. And today it's the same thing people are saying you guys have been saying that for centuries. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Where is the promise of his coming? Hey, listen. I'd rather put every investment, every stock, everything I got into what Jesus says than what this world is saying. Because they've only been around, everybody on this planet right now can only go back about 100 years. They nobody been here longer than over 150 years, I can guarantee you that. We're all new And what we're learning right now, we think we're so smart because Tesla's got an electric car and all this kind of stuff. Listen, the Romans had plumbing and indoor plumbing back when they were building their cities. We're not so smart. We put a man on the moon. That's great. That's fantastic. But what have we really gained from that? We look around and say, well, what is all this when God tells us what it is? I'm just telling you. The scriptures say this, don't get weary in well-doing. There's a lesson in the waiting Don't get weary in well-doing, because if you faint not, you shall reap in your sowing. And Pentecost, listen, is all about the harvest. If you look at anything about Pentecost, it's all about the harvest of the wheat. They sowed, they sowed, they sowed, and now it's harvest time. And I'm telling you, there's a season where you might have to wait for what you planted to come back. Don't get weary in studying your Bible. Don't get weary in your praying. Don't get weary, man, when you're doing the things of God. He don't answer the first week, the second week. Sometimes he's longer than seven days, but he will come through eventually man i think about Noah when he was building an ark you remember what everybody told him you're a crazy fool oh it's gonna do what it's gonna rain it's gonna what it's gonna what's rain it's gonna flood he's building an ark for 90 plus years most historians say and people looked at him like he was a fool if you want a shorter condensed version just go watch evan almighty it kind of <laughs> was shorten the whole story down for you in a modern day parable But it's a pretty good explanation. Listen, though. Noah was told by God. Wonder what would have happened if Noah had listened to the people and said no to God. There is a powerful lesson in the waiting. Isaiah 40, 31. We, We quote this all the time, but never stop to think about. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. I don't know about you, what waiting's done for you during this time, but for me, I've got a new energy. Like, I feel like, I feel like I have got a new, like, what do you call it, second wind when people run marathons, they hit that wall and finally it's like, boom. When you get through that, you can keep going. That's what I feel like. The waiting for me, I'm not as antsy and filled with anxiety. You know, I really... Didn't mind picking up my food at Shane's Rib Shack or whatever. I didn't really care. I picked it up, and it's kind of nice. I didn't really mind that there wasn't that many people in Walmart. I kind of liked the space. (laughs) Now, all of a sudden, everybody's out, and it's kind of crazy again. And I kind of, you know, didn't really mind some of the peace that was there. Because, listen, we're a culture of do and go. That's what we are. We're a culture of of doing God. We got to do something, we got to go somewhere, we got to be doing something, we got to be going something. But what if? And I'm not saying this is for you. Maybe it's just for me. What if God is just trying to break that spirit off of you? What if he's trying to take off of you that I've got to go somewhere, I got to be somewhere, I got to do something, I got to go something where we can actually do what Psalms 46 says that we would be still and know that I am God. He says cease striving And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. While the world is screaming for normal. We got to get back to normal. Can I just remind us all of something this morning? We ain't normal. The Bible says you're not a normal person. You are a peculiar people. You are in the world. But you are not of the world. We're supposed to be different. I challenge you today. That if this season of your life is filled with anxiety to move, to move, to move, then maybe a prescription of stillness is what we need. Then maybe just a little bit longer, God might be saying, hey, look, it is Pentecost Sunday. But Pentecost, you know, was like on a Thursday, Friday, this just last week. This is Pentecost Sunday. But if you remember something about the waiting, what did Jesus say to the disciples? Very interesting in Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. I'll close up with this thought today. He gathered them all together and he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem. But watch this. To get busy and go out there and start working really, really hard. No, he says, but to wait for what the Father had promised. Which he said, you heard of him from me. For John baptized with water but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And I wonder, because if you look at the numbers of the people, there's only 120 in the upper room. Uh, There was a lot more than that before this day happened. I wonder, after Jesus resurrected and he's gone for a while, how many days went by? There was 500 plus at one time. Look, he fed over 5,000 and did it a couple of times. but he, He fed thousands of people. He did miracles for all these people. They slowly and slowly began to disperse, just like the people did with Saul. But Saul yielded to what the people wanted, because he's afraid he's going to leave. Whereas these guys here in the upper room said, you know what, Jesus said, wait, we're going to wait. They didn't know. I don't know that there's a record, and you might find it, maybe it's in there, but I don't think there's a place where Jesus said, now listen, on the day of Pentecost, When it fully comes, be prepared because that is when I'm going to send the promise of the Father. No, he said, wait. I'm sure there's many of them just like it was with Saul. The seventh day is there. I really don't see where there's an eighth day. I think it was the seventh day that Saul just got tired of waiting. Five (laughs) o'clock? Man, where's Samuel? Can't wait any longer. Got to do something. Sometimes there's a lesson in the waiting. And I just want to challenge us today. Listen. If you're going to get something new this year, and this is Pentecost Sunday, why don't you think about it for a minute? And all the waiting we've been doing, there has not been another time, you have not been alive, to go through a season of Passover, to waiting like we have waited in our homes, to Pentecost like this year. This is unprecedented. And I want to challenge all of us, if you want something new, can I challenge you? That you can't take your old wine skins to go pick up some new wine. That you're not going to be able to do some of the things that you used to do in the way that you used to do them and say, well, that's how I was taught. This is the way it works. But listen, sometimes God wants to do something new. But he can't do it if we go around and say, well, this is what I've always done. Can you fill this up? Because I'm familiar with it. Sometimes he says, I don't even want to use your method anymore. I don't even need your little container anymore. I got something new I'm about to do differently. And that right there won't hold what I need to put in it. So you're going to need to hang out for a little longer until you can grasp the fact that I don't need you, <laughs> which is so funny to me. I don't need you and all your churches and all your stuff and all your organizations and all. I don't, I'm don't. i still God. And I can do some stuff if I just can get a people that are willing to yield to me right now more than yield to this world and so today listen if you've been waiting on God that's good that's awesome what is God telling you right now in this new season man listen I have been tuning in my ear to the voice of the Lord more in the last couple of weeks than I think I have in a long time and it's finally because the busyness of life I looked around and realized there's no chaos now it's starting to get again but for all this while it was quiet and I thought got to force yourself to be still before the Lord. Now listen, as we close today, I want to ask you this question. Are you ready for God to move in your life? Or are we satisfied with letting a man move? Or a woman move? Like, in other words, what I'm saying is, are we satisfied with what we have now? Or do we want to ask God to do something different? in our lives. I don't know about you today, but I want God to do something different. And right where you are in your home, listen, I know you got to be feeling the same thing. I know you've got to be sensing the same thing right now. That surely working a job and going home and going through the motions of life, that's not there that's not everything that there is that God wants to do something different in our lives. And I'm telling you, it starts with us being willing to yield and wait till he says go. If he says go, then go. But if he tells you to hold on a minute, wait. And I know what people say. Well, how long are you going to wait? Why can't we do so? Let's do something. Let's do something. But you know what? Maybe you are doing something. Maybe the obedience is better than the sacrifice. So right where you are this morning, I want to pray for you. I just feel like if you're at home right now, man, listen, this might be a time to pray and just give God right now your, your will. I know we prayed for salvations earlier, and I'll pray for that as well. But right now, I'm going to pray this prayer. If you need to be saved, you need to accept Christ as your Savior, you just pray this prayer. I'm going to pray a prayer, and you just pray out loud something just following along with me. God honors your prayers. But maybe when we pray this prayer, some of you just need to yield your will to God. And just say, God, you know what? It sounds like that Toby Mac song. You know what? I've been in the driver's seat long enough. I need to be in the passenger seat. And I don't need to be a backseat driver. I need to let God take the wheel. I need to be the guy just riding alongside and going where he says to go. I feel like there's some of you right now, that's a prayer you need to pray today. So as we go before God, whether you need salvation or you need to give God your will, I want you to take this moment and do that with us. Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you today, and we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy, Lord. God, I thank you for your word, and Lord, I pray today, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that even though there are all kind of tech things going on, God, I thank you, Lord, for our team that 's here, God who's was able to fix all that. these guys are so good. I thank you, God for blessing us with great guys being able to figure that stuff out and though the stuff the enemy tried to do to shut down something, I feel like you had me say, I thank you, Lord, it came through clear anyway, and Lord, I just ask you for those that are listening right now that They need to receive you as their savior. I pray they just pray this prayer right now. Just say in your home, just say, dear Jesus, I come before you and I give you my life. I give you my heart. I surrender everything to you today, Lord. I accept you as my savior and I make you my Lord today. And I give you my will today, God. Whatever I wanted, whatever my desires were, whatever my plans were, Lord, today, I give those to you. You know, there's a a verse in the scriptures that talk about that many are the plans of a man. The plans that a man has, he devises them in his heart. It's not a bad thing. But the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And I just challenge there's some people listening right now. Hear my heart today. That you got a lot of great plans. And it may be God's plans. But you need God's steps before you jake off and do God's plans. Nothing wrong with planning. Nothing wrong with preparing. But you need God's step. When he says go, then it'll work. But if you try to do it before he says go, it's not going to work the way you think. So today, God, I pray that we would listen and hear your voice. More than anything else, God, obedience more than sacrifice. And we thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, listen, if you prayed that prayer... Online right now, we're going to give you some love. There's some people in here right now that's going to clap for you. Come on, let's give them some love right now. So if you accepted Christ and you prayed that prayer right there on your comments section right there, if you're watching YouTube or you're live streaming on Facebook or one of the other methods there, uh, listen, if you accepted Jesus, there's a comment card right there. You can simply fill that out man. let us know. We want to help you get started walking with Jesus Christ, man, help you get started living for the Lord. And so if you'll take the moment there to fill it out, see, look, they're loving on you right now. They're giving you all kind of hand claps and hearts, and I don't know what all that is right there. All kind of stuff going up. That's great. So listen, before we go, we always say this over you before we leave. Don't forget, before I pray this prayer, don't forget today, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock, come on to the campus. It's going to be a great time. Get some prayer over you and your family. It's going to be a great, great time. So Numbers chapter 6 and verse 24, the scriptures say this, may the Lord bless you and protect you, and may the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Man, God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next time. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.